This is the Death of a Dream podcast <laughs> with your host, Hannah Ness. I was like, before I got on practicing like this new rhythmic entrance, <laughs> which I'm telling you someday, right? Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and stop giggling and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is something we do every day so much that you're probably getting annoyed with me starting every podcast with this, but that's what I'm here to do, just to annoy you, right? <laughs> so my great thing from yesterday was yeesh right Ugh. um I allowed myself creative freedom and I struggle to give myself that gift at times because I'm really just like a free sketcher um but ideas sometimes just flow out of my head and I can't even stop them and um, they're always big and they always seem to offend people or scare them or make them question my sanity. And yesterday I just kind of gave myself room to follow creative paths and to sketch and draw and, um, really come up with what something might look like if we were to do this and uh it was super fun and you know I think that creative side a lot of people oh, I'm just not creative or my mind just doesn't think like that which no question there are some people in the world but by and large everyone has a creative side right we're all born painting and drawing and all the things and I think ego over time holds us back from that you know art is so subjective and so it's like it's it's so funny to me and also mind-blowing that there is good art because art is subjective, right? All creation, all things in art, anything that you're creating and producing, there could be someone for that. And because it's so subjective, there shouldn't even be one voice to what is good or bad, right? And we tend to, as we age, create and use art in the confines of what is good. And I think that's what take a lot of people away from it Um, because you can't find a way to win because it is subjective, right? And I was helping someone with homework for like a creative class and they just wanted the right answer and there aren't right answers, right? Everybody, when it comes to creation, when it comes to art, when it comes to making something, everyone is right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because you can't really win at art, right? 
If there's no right answer, it's not like math, 2 plus 2 equals 4, no question. If you say 5, you're wrong. You haven't won. You can't really win with art. And it's the same with singing. And it's the same with a lot of us don't know what winning looks like there. Because it isn't set up that way. And we try to make art singing, creation, follow those guides, right? You get an A in art class. You get a C in singing because you can't do X, Y, and Z. But (laughs) that isn't the exact, right? That isn't the answer for creating, right? Even with this podcast, who's to say that this will or won't connect with someone. I don't know. This is just my art. This is just what I'm called to do and say. And these are just the words that are put in my head. And it's subjective, right? I could have 10 listeners come on today and listen and think that it's terrible and that I'm a terrible human being, but I could also have three that think I say the greatest things in the world. And it's not really about being right or wrong. It's about connecting. And my story may not connect with everyone. And my way of doing things may not be right for everyone. But I don't want everyone. And that's what creativity and artistic, it's just subjective. That doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. And that's what's hard. So that's my great thing. I gave myself space to create. And from that space created a lot more ideas and initiative to what I was working on. And I felt like I got in a zone. Uh, So go ahead and say your great thing out loud if you feel so inspired. Otherwise, say it to yourself. But make sure that you take time today to say your great thing, right? Take some time. You don't have to say it out loud, but make sure that you are calling on great things in your life because your life will align people. It will. You're looking to validate your beliefs. If you believe that you are great and that you do great things, that's what you're going to look for right? So if you want to share yours because you had a huge win and you want to build up this death of a dream community, go ahead and head on over to nusinc.com and type in your great thing. I will read it on air and we will celebrate with you, right? I want to give out these like shouts. I want to get some confetti up in here. Let's go ahead and celebrate together. And yes, Any great thing is a win if it's something that you feel freaking awesome about and you want the world to know. And by world, I mean this listenership, but we are kind of in four countries, so kind of the world, right? (laughs) Bigger than just the United States. So go ahead and head on over there and I will share your great thing. You can keep that anonymous if you feel like it. We're going to go ahead and dive in today because we're already here. Why wouldn't we?
on the topic of winning and losing, right? And I've talked about how you, you don't lose, um, you just learn. And that's really how you should build yourself up. And when people venture out into this world, right, we're like raised and we go through schooling and then we go through more schooling because you just didn't get enough of it. And then you go through more schooling and then you leave and you're like, okay, I got this. You're like excitedly (laughs) sitting here. You can't see me, but I'm just like, smile, confused smile, but like nodding my head like, yes, let's go world. Come on. And then you're hit with this harsh reality that the world after you leave the confines of school systems and athletic programs and structured entities who are built to celebrate your success after you leave that You don't have any more of that. And we've spent 18 years of your life plus, right? Maybe you went to another four years of school, then you're about 22. So we've spent 22. If you went on to get your master's, you'd be 24. We spent 24 years of your life building an entire system around celebrating your wins and building a structure so you keep going right? So you level up. After you pass all your classes, you're going to move up to the next grade, right? Isn't that inspiring to keep you going, to keep pushing you, to keep winning, to keep getting good grades, right? And then your extracurriculars are built in the same fashion, right? You win a basketball game, You win a football game, you win a a dance competition, you win a cheer competition, right? There are constantly people judging and pushing you to get to the next level. Same with school. And then you're thrown out into the world. Here you are, world. Here's this new person. Do with her what you may. Right? That's how it feels. Uh, And you realize, you know, as you sit there waiting for that next win or waiting for that next level of excitement, and why wouldn't you? Right? Every year of your life, you've had to endure about nine months of consistency, right? Nine months of showing up five days out of the week. And after that nine months is over, you get a win. Wow. How about that? Or break it down even more. Or you have to show up consistently for three months of a semester. And after that three months, you get a win or a loss, but you get something, right? You get a line in the sand, you get a judgment day, and you find out if that work and that consistency has paid off. And then you leave. And guess what? Most places 
are not built that way. If you're going to go work for someone, if you're going to go do something, most places aren't built for you to get wins at that frequency. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Take a breath. I know. And if your life has been built around that winning frequency, you may start to feel lost relatively early in your journey. Right? Because like me, when I was the ripe old age of 19 or 20, uh, yep, 19, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you got to win. You got to set some goals here. How, 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 what are you even working on? What do you even want to do? And that would be everybody's favorite question. Oh, Hannah, what do you want to do? And I just look at him like, volleyball? You know, and not my parents, but most good standing citizens of the world would be like, Oh, no, 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 no. What are you going to school for? Like, what are you actually doing? And I'm just blindly like, volleyball. I think you're not understanding what I'm saying, right? And this is literally how I thought. Like, this was going to be my ticket. There was not another option. And... Pretty soon, a dose of reality hit me, and we talked about that yesterday. If you didn't listen to that episode, but really, I had talked about that as my ticket that I didn't even really consider another option, um, which is epic, by the way. To follow something so passionately and so blindly that you don't even consider there being another option, not many people are willing to do that, to put in that much time, effort, and thought to that being the only thing. Eh? Okay. But the world really isn't set up for you to win like that. And so when you venture out into this world, this great world of ours, if you don't work for a company who's so dangerously, not dangerously, intentional about communicating what you are working on, what the greater why is. And there aren't a lot of great companies that are great at this, but there are a lot that are trying to get better at it, right? And trying to figure out how to communicate what they're working on. Because people want to win. And they want to know how to win. I want to know what my grade is. I want to know is the test on a scale or is it just multiple choice or is it you pass at 50% or you get an A 90% or above, right? We structure our entire lives around knowing exactly what winning, in quotations, looks like. And you have those winning moments built in. So what? So you keep freaking going, right? Think about it. School is such a huge part of your life. 
half of your life is likely to be spent in an education institution. So guess what? You can't keep falling. We have to find ways for you to win so you keep going. And everyone has to understand how to win. Parents, teachers, administrators, and most importantly, students. So they keep going. Right? And some things are easier than other things. And that's why I was talking to a college professor the other day on this subject. And that's why people gravitate back towards sports all the time. The understanding is easy. You win. You score the most points. There isn't a lot of black gray area. Sorry. (laughs) There isn't gray area there. It's easy to understand. That's why you spend hours and hours and hours of your life dedicated to watching sports, playing sports, playing games, doing all the things, right? All these extracurriculars that you don't even think about how much time you're spending because you just enjoy doing it. Why do you spend time doing that? Because you know how to win there, right? And the professor had said, you would, you would go out and never question if it's hot, right? If it's a if it's a softball tournament or it's a golfing, I don't know much about golf, but like a golfing tournament or or a grass volleyball tournament, and it could be two hundred degrees out. You could be sweating and dehydrated and dying, and you're still showing up there, and you never question or complain that you are going to leave, right? Why? Because you understand the why. You understand how you win in this environment, right? And then you go to your nine to five where you sit at a desk in a perfectly controlled environment, right? Not taxing on your body, not taxing on your mind all the time, Um, but for the most part, comparatively to what you are volunteering your time to do, this is better. And yet, we grow weary. And we hope for the Friday, right? Or <laughs> just like wishing for the weekend here, people. So then we can go do things like sledding might be a good example. It's cold. It is like negative, I think, with wind chill here where I live negative 22 feels like negative 22 actual temperature yesterday the lowest I got was negative four but with wind chill negative 22 okay people I'm just saying we're not gonna go sledding today but we might go another day and it would probably be around I don't know if I had a guess 10 degrees And we'd go out and we would sled down the hill and we would never question how cold it is. 
And yet every time that I get in my car, that I walk out to my car from my job, that I have to drive, all I can think about is how cold and how miserable I am. Right? But I would volunteer to spend a half hour outside. Yeah. Because I know the wind. Because I get it. I know why we're doing this. Right? And I think we get lost in the translation of it. Right? You know all the extracurriculars, you know your why behind that, yours specifically. Now, you may know your why behind your work, but that may not be a driving factor for you, right? A lot of people, their why is financial. Have to work. Why? Need money. Okay. And for some people, that's not an inspiring why. Now, they have to do it, right? But that may not be something that sparks inspiration for them. And so they may trudge through every day wishing for the weekend. How many of you know people like that? How many of you are people like that? Raising my own hand. Um, (laughs) For both things. I know them. I am them. (laughs) I'm am inspired to do my work, but there are times where I'm just like, what good is all of this doing? Right? What is the why behind all of this? I don't see it. And my company is working and I'm part of the movement for people to understand how they win here and what they do and how that connects to winning. Right? We need to start setting workplaces up like we do school systems, like we do athletics, more like we do athletics. It's easy to understand. I know how to win and I know what I'm doing contributes to that, right? A football team, it takes all, I don't know, (laughs) I should not use football. (laughs) I don't even know how many people are on the field ever. Um, Okay, I'll use volleyball because I know it. It takes all six and not just all six, right? If we can better connect with the people who are standing on the sidelines, those are part of our initial people that are going to build fury, right? When you're out on the court, you have way too many things flowing through your brain to be able to really keep things going at that level, the level that you need to be at. So, Finding ways to connect everybody to the why, even when they aren't part of the contribution. That's the challenge. How do you keep those people engaged even when they're not getting that traditional win? Because that's how we're set up. Everybody has uh, a gauge. You know, even as you advance through school, you at least know if you've won or lost. It's hard when you get into working spaces where... You don't really know how it connects. And if someone's not helping to make those connections for you, you can get lost. You can feel like you're working on nothing and everything at the same time. And it begins to feel overwhelming, no less suffocating, right? And I I think all the time, 
because I'm part of my workforce and trying to turn around that culture and help people to understand how they contribute to the why and what they're doing and how it moves the needle, right? But I think the bigger challenge is that your life isn't constructed the same way that most of your life and learning curve has been. And so it's a huge slap in the face. Those memes about adulting, that's not a joke. Because you come off of this like winning high where you're like graduated, accomplished all the things. I'm epic. Yes, which is great, right? When you take that first step, we don't want you to fall. We want to continue celebrating you so you keep taking steps and you will get back up again. Why? Because we celebrated you. Even taking that first step and falling, we still celebrated you, right? So you'll get back up. And that's kind of how the school system and athletics are shaped. And so once you've been celebrated at the highest high, like, oh, throw that cap, right? Wear that gown, have that party. I graduated, what? Um, as we go on, we remember. <laughs> I don't even remember who sings that, but that's just it. You have all of these cheering systems built around you. And when you leave that network, the world just isn't constructed in the same way. And it's super hard to understand how you contribute to bigger whys, right? I don't know. And the fact that you can just care about what you care about, right? You can just love things you want to love. And there is no exact practice. So when you step out of the arena where you just graduated and got the biggest celebration of your life, um, when you step out of there, the world is your oyster, right? And you step into that first job and that's like another win. Like, whoa, I got a job. Or you didn't. (laughs) and you struggle there, right? Because, hey, people, I think you're forgetting, like, I wasn't built to withstand this. This, we're supposed to keep on winning, right? So if you landed that first job, then you're sitting there anxiously awaiting to, like, dig your teeth into what your first thing's going to be. And the reality is, Not a lot of jobs are set up for you to have these big moments, these like semesters of measure where you win or you lose. Not a lot of places are set up for that, where you understand where your performance is judged. Now, yes, there are like yearly performances usually, um, but we don't really have stair-step ways of measuring your contribution, right? And we don't really have opportunities for you to keep winning. If it's a year, that's still a long freaking time comparatively to what you've experienced in the past, right? The longest you've ever had to go to know if you've passed or failed generally is nine months, right? 
a school year. And even then, those are broken into generally like halves, right? You have up until Christmas break, that's probably about four months. And then you have the next four months after that. I don't know, four or five. And I don't know where the five splits on that because I'm not doing math well right now in my head. But you're broken down so spatially, right? And this will probably be the first time that you have to wait this long to see a win, right? And look at athletics. Most athletic seasons, except for like basketball, which is the longest, like NBA basketball, I'm just saying, holy crap. I don't understand how it lasts from like football season all the way into baseball season. Like, that's crazy to me. Like. It's just long, okay? It's very long. They play like a lot of games. Anyways. <clears throat> Most seasons are like three, four, five months. But there's a start and a stop and you have like a big championship at the end. And everybody's kind of rooting on their own team. And everybody's like, yes, we got this. We're about to do this. Let's go. And they get it, right? They get the why. They get the work. They understand the start-stop. And it's easy to understand and see what a win could or couldn't look like. And you have billions of people analyzing stats and and data and, and looking at the likelihood that they win or whatever. And you could be told that your team sucks and that they're going to lose every game and you're still going to show up and cheer them on on Sunday or Saturday or whenever, right? Because now football's on like every night of the week, I swear. Anyways... <laughs> They know their audience. But it's easy. The definition is clear. Right? And so when you're setting up your own life, I want you to break things down like that. Right? I want you to set it up to win. So I have like huge monumental goals that if I read them out loud, you definitely would be calling to put me in a loony bin because it makes no sense with who I am right now, right? But I've set those things up so I see small wins along the way because I got a long road, people, right? But if I had just set it up and expected to get there tomorrow, right? I said like, one of our goals, and this is just an easier example for you to understand and to possibly see yourself in, but one of our goals as a family and a couple is to build our dream home someday, right? And it can be easy to just write that down on a board, and I talk about that a lot. Every single team writes down that they want to win a championship, The teams that do it are the ones that put intentional focus around the everyday process that is going to get them there. So I can write on our board, on our dream journal that we have, that we write in, um, I can write that down. But if I don't start taking steps on it now, it's going to continue to just be a goal off in the distance that I never think about, 
right? But I can start taking steps today. If build our dream home is something that we want to do, what might be a great step to take there? Well, we're probably going to have to have money. That might be a good thing. And so eliminating our debt might be the first step in that process. Then the next step might be to build up our credit, right? A dream home probably is not going to be a small purchase. Or maybe we aren't going to build our credit. Maybe we are going to just build our financial assets. And we're going to just save money to build this house. I don't know. But we have to start setting it up so we have those wins. And that's what I want you to do with your dreams. Write them down, then work backwards. If you were starting today on that dream with where you're at, because I think a lot of times we're like, well, when I get here, right, when I get to this better place, I'll start working on that. I want you to break it all the way down to where you are at right now, right? Be in the start of that moment. If it looked like something from right here, what would it look like? What would my baby steps look like to getting there? That's the process. I want you to nail down that process and the why behind all of those things. I need to pay off our debt. Why? Because I want to build a dream home someday. Now, that why should carry me through the lows of paying off debt, right? If that why is big enough, it will carry me through that. And... So I want you to set yourself up to win the way your entire life has been set up, right? And if you're working for a company, those are the things that you should understand from them. What are you working on and how do you contribute to that bigger picture of what is trying to be accomplished? Every single company has goals and objectives of what they're trying to do and a lot of times that doesn't leave and get circulated but we are getting better at it and companies are taking steps for people to better connect that why but I need you to start backing into your dreams and start creating stair steps to getting there because a lot of times we write those dreams down And we look at them off in the distance like, oh, we'll just get there someday. But I need you to take intentional steps to getting there. You can't just write it down and be like, okay, yep, that's our dream. Go dreams. Dreams are so cool. I love dreams. Can't wait to get there. Right? And then you never look at it again. Come on, people. Not going to happen. What does the win look like for you? What does your life look like if you could get anywhere, if you could do anything, like the real things that you want to do? What does it look like? And if you were going to start at ground zero, how could you build it to get yourself there over time? And are you committed enough to show up consistently in this space and take those necessary ground level steps out of where you are right now? That's going to be the difference maker for you.